0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Beneath Vancouver Radio. Hopefully you're having a good day. We're here in episode 18. I can't believe it already. 18 episodes in. I appreciate all the support. Um, everyone who's been listening, supporting the page. On today's episode, I have Miguel, um, owner of Bautista Media. Miguel, how you doing, man?
1: i'm doing great how are you
0: i'm doing well thank you for taking the time to chat with me i know on the day of the recording you just came in from your own podcast episode so we'll make sure to give you some some love on that as well thank um you. so i guess as, as i usually start with all the episodes and all the individuals that i've that i've kind of talked to is kind of tell us your story or what is your story
1: hmm. so my story geez where do i even begin <laughs> it's been a crazy journey the past yep. few years um Let's just say growing up, I always, I mean, my whole goal growing up was to be an athlete Okay. and to be like, first it was a hockey player, then it was a football player and then a, a wrestler. But um, I was athletic my whole life and that was like my identity. Mm-hmm. So I was an athlete. That's who I was and, you know, yeah, that's what everybody knew me as. So I finished up high school. I was in pretty much played all the sports you could think of. And then I decided to go into personal training because that was also a goal of mine to be like the best personal trainer in the city. So um, I I wanted to do that. I was supposed to go into kinesiology at UBC. Mm-hmm. But um, in high school, I decided to take the easiest courses ever. <laughs> so in grade 12, I think I was, I didn't take math or physics or chemistry or biology. All right, I was in like, Two band classes, <laughs> two PE classes, like geography. But you enjoyed it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I loved. I love going to school because all my friends are there. We're just hanging out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I was, I would, I was the kind of person who preferred to learn on like YouTube. Yeah, be honest. So I'd go home and just learn every most of my stuff on there. But Khan Academy. No, no, <laughs> I haven't done that yet. But that's up next. Yeah, and Udemy youtube university yeah just all that I kind of stuff i call it youtube university but um i couldn't get into biology in in my first year of university so they said you could take arts mm-hmm. and then after that you know the next year you can transfer into kinesiology i was like okay i could suck it up for a year so i do arts the first year and a week in i'm like i hate this yeah like i can't stand it I'm sitting in this classroom learning about stuff that will I will never use. (laughs) So in all of my years from grade one to grade 12, I was like straight a student. Yeah. 90% average or above. And then first semester at UBC, I barely passed like a, like a 60 average. Wow. Yeah. It's a bit of
0: like a transitional moment then I guess for you. Oh
1: yeah. I was like, I know I can do this if I wanted to, but I just don't want to waste my time. Like just regurgitating stuff out of a textbook. Yeah. I remember my English teacher actually, uh, my last essay, she just passed me just to get rid of me. <laughs> she gave me the pity mark. She was just like, yeah, yeah. let's get this guy out of here. Her, her comments on it were, I have no idea what you're talking about here, but here's a like 55%. Yeah, 55. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not cut out for this. I hate this so much. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to personal training school. So I, I got my parents to put me in a personal training school. And that was intense. That was like every single day, Five days a week for four months Mm -hmm. and at the same time um, at the same time I signed up for this internship which is like door-to-door sales okay because growing up I also knew I wanted to get into to sales or get into business I mean I I was a kid at school selling hockey cards and yeah and then hiring kids in younger grades to sell hockey cards for me all right or selling candy Mm -hmm. or wristbands or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, so I did that I was like I want to know what it's like to run a business and yeah i want to get a room you know i want to make lots of money next summer mm-hmm. so i do that like first week i uh, like i wanted to quit so bad because <laughs> I was, was like, it oh, the sorry to interrupt sure. was it the paint one yeah hey. did you do that too <laughs> no i didn't do that
0: but did <laughs> you sign up when because i know it, the paint this internship during the summer yeah, gets yeah. a lot of flack because they come through the classes at EBC and they hand out the sheets that's what happened
1: that's what happened I'm in the psychology class it's like 9am I'm half asleep yeah people come in hey um, there's an opportunity you can some people make $20,000 in the summer (laughs) you could run your own business be your own boss make your own hours I'm like that sounds good to me (laughs) sign me up up. yeah and then back then you know 19 year old Miguel (laughs) didn't realize that some things are too good to be true yeah that you actually gotta work for some (laughs) stuff so, I remember the first door. I was like, oh, snap. Now I actually have to knock on doors. I don't want to yeah. do this. But I get over it. My heart's pounding. I, I get it over with. Mm-hmm. Um, but fast forward. Over a three-month span, I knocked on so many doors. Like, it's not even funny. Like, when it was snowing, when it was raining, yeah. like, I would knock on doors and get no after no after no. Like, three months of everyday door knocking. I think I, I booked, I remember, it was 40 appointments for people who were interested in selling Yeah. In the the, the potential lead exactly. <laughs> the potential lead or people who just pitied you and really yeah they like, just okay, wanted this
0: guy's like probably in his sixtieth door let's at least give him like a baby yeah, or something give him some false hope yeah.
1: um, so then out of forty appointments that forty appointments that happened that's not even counting the ones that canceled so mm-hmm. there're probably like eighty appointments but forty appointments that showed up out of those deals I closed one of them wow. I closed one deal out of forty appointments out of eighty appointments booked out of like a thousand doors yeah. I've done. So And just yeah, out of like
0: interest, just because personally I don't know how it structures, I've just heard about the, the internship. Like when you're when you're going to these individuals, are you just offering like your painting services and be like, hey, I feel like your side of your house could use some color? Is that the, the, the gist of it? <laughs> yeah, you
1: basically go up and say, I remember, it. I was like, duh, duh, duh. Oh, yeah. they open the door. Hey, how's it going? Um. good yeah <laughs> hi my name is Miguel Bautista I'm a student at UBC and I'm running a, a next year painting business this yeah. summer I just noticed that your your facial boards are peeling up there oh okay I see and uh, it, I see it's starting to mold a little bit I'm giving out free estimates would you be interested mm-hmm. and then you give them a free estimate if they said yes and then you try to close them gotcha okay. the thing is I mean uh, well actually I, I don't think I said the company so I could talk yeah we, know, care, up to you we can we can bleep it out whatever <laughs> their prices are so <laughs> jacked up especially in surrey man i'm competing with like their cousins or, yeah. like, they, <laughs> they know somebody who who's contracting yeah yeah there's so many painting companies there who can do it way cheaper and they do a pretty good job mm-hmm. we're offering the same job for three to four times as much so yeah my sales game was just broken, mm-hmm. and, and me as a person, now my soul was like crushed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're getting like eight, forty no's or like forty cancels, yeah. you're only closing one out of forty. That's a, it's not a good percentage. <laughs> my, my closing
1: ratio was like 001 percent. I that's that's really bad. Like you'll get tired, tired just yeah, knocking just on doors, knocking and going stuff like that. Yeah, so like at that point, my confidence in terms of business was completely shattered. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man. This, My whole life, I thought I was going to be a business person. (laughs) I used to hire kids to sell hockey cards, and I can't even sell a single paint job. Yeah, I sold one out of a thousand or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm done with this painting stuff. Time to time to start the real game. Mm -hmm. This was the warm up. Time to go into personal training. So I graduated from personal training school. Yeah, I get placed in one of the top um, gyms in in like in the Vancouver area, or no, this was in White Rock. Okay, and but it was like the flagship location for say for the steam, gym yeah for yeah. the gym for the gym <laughs> for the gym and then um my first 3 months there terrible it yeah. was so bad like uh, like in terms of
0: like not being able to get
1: clients or not being able to get clients i was in i was at the gym like 12 hours a day for the yeah. first 3 weeks every single day talking to everybody making phone calls and then i couldn't close anything i didn't mm. book anything I was so scared. I was sweating just to sell one session because I thought the price was too expensive because we had to charge like 80 bucks a session to start Damn. and I'm like a brand new personal trainer. So my confidence, which was already at a low, at a complete low, it went even lower. Mm -hmm. And then by the third month working every day, like I remember I didn't even have enough money in the first week to put gas in my car to go home. So I went to one of the salespeople. I'm like. Hey, uh, you think you can lend me some gas money? He's yeah. Like, yeah, sure. How much you need? I was like, you yeah, have like five bucks or something. <laughs> and he's like, well, where's five bucks going to get to you? I'm like, well, home. <laughs> there's a hill over there. If I can make it to the hill, You'll I just, could, yeah. pop it in neutral. Just cruise, just, yeah. I could just roll down the hill to the gas <laughs> station. He was like, damn, man, here, take 10. Yeah. So I remember that. It was pretty funny. Uh, at the time, I wasn't, but now it's pretty. yeah. Now looking back a little bit, yeah. yeah. but um, then the manager pulls me into his office. He's like, "Hey, so I mean, I see you're working hard. You have potential to be great because you're hard working, but there's no sales. You haven't sold anything yeah. in like three months, man. Like, what's going on? You have one more month, and then we're probably gonna have to cut it there. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm about to fail. So then, then I'm like, okay. The like at that time over those three months, I'm studying every sales book I can get my hands on, mm-hmm. every sales book, every audio book, and I'm writing my goals every single day, trying to just like better myself and just build that confidence. Because as a young kid, I was like, you know, oh, man, I suck at sales. I got rejected like a thousand times. Like, how was this gonna magically change? Yeah. But I actually uh, ended up getting sick because what I would do is after personal training or in between sessions or whatever. I would go to the library and read books, but I would, I would take (laughs) pre-workout to try to focus (laughs) for to read the books. Yeah, that's next level, dude. I would take pre-workout or there's this thing called ephedrine (laughs) because I really wanted to get focused. It started as I used to use it in my workouts. Yeah, and then like I was getting so burnt out because I was working so much to the point where I needed to pick me up Mm -hmm. midday every day. So I was like, I I used to sell pre-workout in high school. I had all that stash and that's when I got hooked on it. Mm-hmm. It tasted so good. It was like lemonade to me. Yeah. Good. So I, I started taking that and one day I'm in the library, drink some pre-workout, I'm reading, then I look up, heart starts pounding. It mm-hmm. doesn't slow down. Then it starts pounding faster and faster. So I go to the front desk. I'm like, "Look, you got to call the ambulance. This, yeah. this is not good." Yeah. Paramedics come after like 10 minutes. I can't breathe. And yeah. my heart's when they got there, it was like one one 50 or 160? Oh, I was just sitting down it was 160. Yeah. And then my blood pressure was like 150 over 50 and oh like, god, every time my heartbeat it sounded like a hammer was just, it felt like a hammer was hitting my head. Yeah. It hurt so bad. I literally thought I was going to die. Yeah. And then um anyways, I go to emergency, they're giving me oxygen. They're like, "Oh, you're so lucky to be alive." I'm mm. like, well, "What happened?" They're like, "Well, you just lay off the stimulants." <laughs> okay. Well, I'll lay off the stimulants, go home, throw everything out. But then yeah. for the next like week no, not weak. I'd say like two, three days. Mm-hmm. My heart was like sore, cause wow. you know how the heart's muscle, right? Yeah. My heart was so like Seeing so much and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like, it's just like how you work your legs or your arms. Mm-hmm. My freaking heart would sore, and that was like a real scare, scary time. Um, so not only was I struggling with the sales stuff, or just making money, doing my dream job, but I was also struggling with the health. Yeah. yeah. And then me, when I stopped cold turkey on all the stimulants and all that, like, I went crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't sleep for three weeks. And then um, back and forth, I'm, like, in and out of the hospital trying to work and then getting rushed to the hospital, like, five times over the next six months. Yeah. Until it gets to the point where, like, I had to completely stop working. Mm -hmm. So um, after that happened, I, I stopped working. And then for six months, I was just, like, meditating. Um, I would read tons of books, and then that was like a, that was a crazy journey. And how long ago is this? This was about four years ago. Four years ago. Okay. Four years ago, but um, pretty much I slowly get better after six months, and then I go back to work again. But this time, I found this course online that teaches you how to sell personal training. Mm-hmm. And the thing about me is, if there's a system in place then I'll just execute it because I'll literally read the script and memorize it. I'll read it through like hundreds of times until Mm -hmm. I get it to a T. So I started implementing it and I started selling and sold more and more and more. And then it got to a point where I was, yeah, I was like trading 10 clients a day. Nice. I was making really good money. Um, I I bought my dream car. Um, at the time it was my dream car it was a Nissan 370Z oh yeah so and then I, I got a girlfriend at the time um, I launched my clothing company so everything was just going yeah all the well. ducks were lining up exactly yeah. so within a year and a half maybe 18 months I went from the absolute worst trainer about to get canned and like yeah. super sick like barely able to leave the house to being the top trainer at that gym um, and that's because I was studying the sales and reading everything I can mm-hmm. on how to sell it But um, let's see. Where does that lead us? Basically, I was able to maintain that for about a year. Mm -hmm. About a year. And then my body started hitting another wall. So when I first got sick, they didn't know what it was. They thought it was like a heart problem or adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Something like that. And then they still couldn't find it. And I was getting all these symptoms because I was working so much. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where this was not not last summer so the summer of 2017 okay two years ago. ago yep i completely hit a wall and um actually i forgot to mention when i first went to the hospital a few years, like four or five years ago from then until up about two years ago so for a total of two years i was going for iv treatments every okay. two weeks every single two weeks i was paying 150 bucks at the naturopath uh-huh. to, we we're doing uh vitamin b12 treatments so i get they stick a needle in me yeah Drip some IV for an hour and then you're good to go. Come yeah. back to see in two weeks, kind of thing. Yeah, I refill my battery, which mm-hmm. looking back on it was probably a terrible idea. Yeah. B12 is,
0: from my understanding, and I may be wrong, it's if you lack it, you start
1: tingling, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's something to do with the nervous system. The nervous system, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. um So I, I fried my nervous system. You know, from home, all the pre-workout you know, man yeah home. Yeah. any kids at home don't take pre-workout yeah. to study <laughs> and just don't take offending period yeah it's not good um, but I completely hit a wall like I literally couldn't even get out of bed I was getting all these weird symptoms. My gait pattern was messed up. Mm-hmm. I was seeing stars. I was getting vertigo, like high blood pressure. And this was
0: after the whole like kind of upright in terms yeah. of your gym and the exactly. car and the girlfriend. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I had all of this stuff, all my dreams were coming true. Mm-hmm. Then every I have it all stripped away to the point where I couldn't even roll over in bed. Mm-hmm. I was so sick. Like it, it was uh it was a uh, real mind opener. Yeah. Because at that point, when you're so sick that mean you can't even feed yourself and like your your seven-year-old grandma has to put food in your mouth yeah then you put shit into perspective man yeah yeah, it puts into perspective it's like wow i was was putting my health on the line to -hmm. try to achieve all this stuff when when i'm in this point i would give up anything just to be normal again yeah like i would give up my car in a heartbeat like go throw it in the ocean i don't care yeah take all the money in my bank account
0: As long as I can, like, walk, feel, and just, like, live a a regular lifestyle.
1: Yeah. So, it was just migraines every day. It was, like, it's just hell. Mm -hmm. So, now I know it's something called panic disorder or chronic fatigue syndrome where your brain is literally rewired to only process, uh, like, fear, danger, pain, Mm -hmm. things like that. It's in, like, fight-or-flight mode 24-7.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah.
1: So, you know how if you were ever a kid and you're sitting in class and somebody drops a textbook on the floor and you jump yeah, and then you jump, that's like your body, but always kind of, yeah. It's like terrible. So yeah. terrible. You're always in panic mode, but it really made me think. And I was just meditating all day. I would just close my eyes and, and almost try to like leave my physical body. Mm-hmm. And then I would just picture what life would be like, you know, if I was better, if I was able to walk again and if I was able to, you know, to experience the world, not so much for these for material things, but experiences. Yeah. Because when I was when I thought I was like dying, I, I realized like okay, well it's it's not really the, the material stuff that I'm thinking about right now. It's like all the people, all the memories, mm-hmm. all the fun stuff that I've done with them. And so, after it was like eight months of that back and forth. Like, um. Yeah, I don't even know where to start with it. Was, it was it just imagine sitting in a room, all, lying down in a room all day. And that's all you can do. Yeah, that's like your day. Yeah, like me, if I were to try and go to the washroom, it would feel like I played five football games. Yeah, damn, dude. So it's like scary because you feel claustrophobic in your yeah. own body.
0: And you're just in the same space for like, I'm yeah. like a long period of time. I mean, for me personally, you know, thankfully my, my health has, you know, been relatively good and it's something that I'm super blessed for. But even when I'm, for example, I have a fever, like something as simple as a fever and knowing that you're stuck in bed for like, Twenty four hours, and to me, that's like annoying per se. I can't only, can only imagine what it is for like an eight months continuous cycle of just that every yeah. day, man. That's yeah, that's a, like affects your mind too and your mentality oh, yeah. and your like everything yeah. as well.
1: Dude, the the hardest part was the transition from going from my normal life to working and driving the car and mm-hmm. running the clothing company transitioning from that to lying in bed all day not being productive yeah because my whole life it was like non-stop yeah go go go, go like, yeah like type a personality we're we always got to be doing something and accomplishing mm-hmm. and to be lying down just knowing that all my clients are being given away yeah to other trainers my clothing company is going down the drain uh my car's just sitting there rusting you mm-hmm. know, i'm paying for it yeah it's like you literally have no sense of control, yeah. And at that point, it's like out of your hands. You just have to learn to let go, mm-hmm. and that's why I learned to just um, really let my mind run free. Mm-hmm. So there was no more identity to me. Like I'm not an athlete anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not this business person I always thought I was. So I kind of had to start recreating, like who I was. Who you were
0: as a person? Yeah.
1: Yeah. At least in my eyes, because I was no longer what I've been like my whole life. Yeah. And then coming out of that, it, it, it literally felt like a, like a snake shedding its skin yeah. or something. It was, it was coming it
0: was pretty, out of like a cocoon or something like that. Yeah, It
1: was pretty epic. Like, how,
0: how was kind of the transition from like, obviously you're saying how you, you've achieved all your dreams, your car your clothing line, you know, the clients and then kind of going through that downhill lull and then coming back, what was kind of the transition into your, you kind of touched upon a little bit, but your approach on life in terms of like what's next. Like how did you go from that to where you kind of are today? Because that was, gotcha. when was like about two, two year year and a half. Yeah, you know, less than two years ago, right? So yeah, how, kind of walk us through that kind of transitional phase in yeah. terms of
1: that. Yeah, absolutely. So I ended up in the hospital, and I had to once they discharged me from the hospital after two months, mm-hmm. I basically had to learn to move again. So yeah. I started in a wheelchair, then went to a walker then went to a few steps a day then a little more a few more steps a day then mm-hmm. more and more until now I'm, I'm pretty normal yeah um, but basically the whole mindset shift with me is now I can I can kind of let go of things a lot easier whereas before it's like I feel like I have to get the work done right now mm-hmm. like do it now do it now do it now and it's just some like really aggressive energy whereas now it's more like I can chill out. I can turn that switch off and just check my mind out of work. Yeah. Because now my work is, like, 24-7. I'm always thinking about it. But, mm-hmm. like, I know how to shut that off and not overwhelm myself. Because I know there's a lot worse things than, than like, you know... Not, not accomplishing that task. Exactly. Gotcha. There, like, there's a lot worse things than failing mm-hmm. at stuff like business or whatever. Yeah. Like... And then once I got better, there, there was... I used to think back even today that there were so many times where it could have ended right there. Like mm-hmm. I was so close. Um, pretty much as soon when I got better, even like using a wheelchair was a gift mm-hmm. or using a walker was a gift or even sitting outside breathing in fresh air yeah. was literally like a miracle. So yeah. now it's like every, every day is, is like a bonus day. Yeah. Like a bonus day that was given to me because I think about it like I probably shouldn't even be here right now. Mm-hmm. So now I see everything as just a bonus. So even if it's a bad day, it's really a good day. Yeah. And if it's a, it's a day nonetheless. Exactly. Just just being able to sit upright, like I had to spend so many days just lying in bed, looking outside the window, just trying to imagine what it would be like to breathe fresh air. Yeah, to be outside. Yeah. So it really put things in perspective, and now it's like I don't have that fear of failing as much anymore. Yeah, so now yeah. I do things because I want to do them. Not not so much because I, I feel like I have something to prove mm-hmm. like before, it's more so like I just love doing it and that other people enjoy the stuff I make too, yeah, which is a awesome. bonus. Yeah,
0: I mean I think, at least for me and I'm sure for especially creative individuals, for you to be able to, to do certain work and be able to do what you enjoy and to share that and to see people enjoy it, I think that's kind of the, a reward in itself. Um, I'm curious, and I'm sure the listeners are as well, in terms of like how um, you kind of transitioned now into what would be mostly, I would say, video. Um, mm-hmm. Would that be appropriate? Like yeah. mostly yeah, targeting video, video marketing and stuff like that. Um, how did you kind of evolve that? I know at the beginning you said that you're always like identified as an athlete um, and you wanted to you always do a personal training. Similar shoes, in your in, honestly, in my behalf of where I'm studying right now, kinesiology. But I love to do like creative stuff on the side as well. I'm um, interested to hear how you kind of went from identifying as an athlete to now identifying as a as a as a creative in that aspect.
1: Yeah, so it was it wasn't an overnight process. Mm-hmm. It definitely took some time. But what made me like first start to really pick up the camera was when I was sick. I couldn't really do anything. I, I couldn't do anything physical at least mm-hmm. um, even some mental stuff was too draining so I would just literally take my mind to another place that was enjoyable and I would see it so crystal clear in my mind that I almost felt like I was there mm-hmm. because I had to find a way to just escape that room I was yeah, in. yeah the reality exactly and I couldn't do it physically so I, I did it mentally so I took my mind to another place and then I feel like I've always been a visual person and Mm -hmm. very creative, but this just strengthened that and like amplified that by a hundred times because now when I picture something, I could, I could see it really clearly. Mm -hmm. And once I got better, I had all these ideas floating in my head after all that time, just imagining things that yeah. I just had to get it out. Yeah, and execute them, right? Exactly, or else my head was gonna explode. <laughs> yeah, <I got laughs> too, a, too many ideas. <laughs> eight months of just lying there, thinking about stuff, daydreaming. Like, I journaled a lot, but that wasn't enough. I, I had to get it out of my head. Mm-hmm. So I started filming stuff that I was thinking about, and then little, I mean, the first, I remember the first gig, one of my friends, he was like, hey, uh, do you wanna film a video this Saturday, of some small event? Yeah. I'm like, okay, sure. He's like, okay, how much do you want for it? And I'm like, I don't know, like fifty, <laughs> 50 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm for
0: Give me a drink. full gas of, well, yeah, just maybe not even a full gas of or a tank of gas yeah. at this point. But I'm like, just covering there. gas and parking. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'll do it for fun, man. Yeah. He's like, okay, sure, come along. I still remember that day, uh, clear as day, like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was last May or something like that. Last,
0: so it's only been really. Uh, a year and a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Damn, year. that's crazy,
1: yeah. I remember clear as day, I was listening to FU Money by Dan Locke. Oh, yeah, <laughs> in the shout out Dan Locke, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was parking, at, uh, it was a new west, went inside, film, edited the same day, and he loved it. And mm-hmm. honestly, it wasn't the best video, but it was really creative, and, and they, he loved it. He's yeah. like, Hey, this is awesome. Do you want to go to San Jose to film? Yeah. I'm like, uh, maybe like, yeah. cause at that point I'm still working my way up to like 500 steps a day. Yeah. Um, still kind
0: of recovering and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. But I remember the day before the plane was going to leave after I said yes, I was like, dude, I can't do it, man. My heart's been skipping Yeah. all week. Uh, I've been getting headaches. I don't think I can do it. He's like, come on, man. Like I, I know it'll be good for you. Like just, I think you should just do it, man. Do it and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like, yeah i'll try and then i'm like okay fuck. You. He's too, he's let's good. go let's go he's good. he's good he's good so i was like okay let's do it yeah so you would have sold
0: you some paint on your house probably right?
1: <laughs> so i ended up going and then i remember on the last day i was sitting there in san jose eating it was an avocado hash mm-hmm. perfectly sunny day they're all doing their own thing i'm just sitting there in the nice sun with what exactly were you filming? Was it kind of like an event or It was uh it was like a convention. A convention, um, okay. Yeah, they're just hyping everybody up. But I was just sitting and I'm like, "Wow." Like just just a few months ago I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I thought my, I thought it was a write-off. Yeah. Like 100% I thought I was write off. Now I'm sitting here in San Jose because of filming and I'm eating this free food that's really good. Yeah. And I get a free flight, free hotel, all this stuff and I'm in sunny San Jose, I'm taking this lime scooter around town. Yeah. This could actually be a real thing. Yeah, I, mean, I could actually make something out of this filming thing. It doesn't have to be a hobby.
0: That's crazy, man.
1: Yeah. So I got back and started going hard at it. I'm like, okay, well maybe, oops, maybe we can. Uh, I'll just leave that. Yeah, way. that's all good. Maybe if I started treating like really treating it like a business, mm-hmm. then it'll, it'll become a business. So let me give this thing everything I got just for a few months and see how it goes yeah so I did that and then I started getting more and more people inquiring and then from there it was like okay well now there's we're making a little bit of money Mm -hmm. not that much but enough to say like okay it's worth putting my time into you since I enjoy it and then at that time I was doing like graphic design I I was learning it I would tell people it's all self-taught too right exactly damn yeah like I was so desperate for money yeah some people would say hey do you know how to do Photoshop? Yeah. And like, if can you take pictures of these or people in makeup and then get rid of their blemishes? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> how um, do you remove blemishes? Yeah. So <laughs> Photoshop. Yeah. So then I I say yes. Then I go home. I'm like, yeah, YouTube. And for the next eight hours, I'm yeah. learning how to remove blemishes. Yeah. On YouTube, all night, <laughs> I'll stay up. And uh, <laughs> at that point, I had a, a downloaded version of Photoshop It was just pretty funny. Um, Now I'm all legit. But back then, I would commit to anything and everything, and I would just learn it Uh on the fly. And I feel like me, I work better under pressure. I I know that seems like irresponsible (laughs) to say because in high school i always say that yeah and i said well it. diamonds
0: are made under pressure right exactly yeah. that's the same
1: exactly like in high school i would wait till last minute because that's when the best performances are yeah, made. Yeah. peak performance yeah peak o- performance. Optimal performance. <laughs> Yep. the night before an exam or test peak performance yeah so i i just figured I, I worked better in pressure so i put myself in situations where i was i had to show up yeah well, you, you had to step like up to the plate. kind of yeah yeah, so it's been it was a lot of overcommitting myself, mm-hmm. but delivering what I said I was gonna do, yeah. and figuring it out. Not right. not so much like I didn't know what to do, I don't know how to do it, but I was gonna find a way.
0: Yeah, what would you kind of recommend for for individuals that may be in similar shoes? Whether it be video, graphic design, or photography, or whatever skill or anything, I know for for the most part, a lot of people use like Udemy, Skillshare, YouTube, and stuff like that. You mentioned that would you recommend people to kind of absorb everything at once or kind of like break it down like as if it was an actual like course per se because I know there's different kind of structures to it and
1: yeah yeah that's a good question I would say go learn stuff then apply it mm-hmm. Then learn stuff then apply it learn stuff and apply it for yeah. me when I learn stuff it, it's almost like playtime to me because yeah. it'll be like 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning and yeah. you just like going through YouTube videos of oh, how to do this how to do that and then I won't have like a set time trial, but I'll I'll make I'll try it out mm-hmm. in my shoots. I'll try to apply the skills I learned, and I found that if I don't apply it, then I'm gonna forget about it. Yeah, just like anything. So I I learn more. I learn better visually mm-hmm. and through audio, um, so that I prefer YouTube, and um, as long as you're applying the stuff you're learning, then you're gonna get better at it. Yeah, but if, if you watch a bunch of videos and don't do anything about it. Then you probably won't. Yeah, that content just it.
0: gonna go away exactly. Yeah, not gonna really remember that. What's what was been kind of like, besides the San Jose moment where you're kind of sitting and you're enjoying the food and, and the experience as a whole. Was there another kind of milestone in your, I guess you could say yeah. your career, um, yeah. where you're kind of like you still couldn't really believe it that you know you're you're doing this and that you're actually you know here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there there was one moment uh, I had the great privilege going to Hawaii mm. in January. My mom took my brother and I to Hawaii. And it's crazy because when I was sick, that's one of the main things I was thinking about the whole time is like being on top of a mountain with my arms spread open. Yeah. <laughs> the wind blowing in my face. And the sunrise being the perfect shot, in, yeah. And like epic music playing. And then that January, we went to Hawaii, um, to I think it was Waikiki, where they had some amazing hikes. Mm-hmm. And then at the time, I remember this one hike. We woke up at like 5 a.m. We drive down to the hiking place. It's like a three-hour hike up to the top of the mountain to watch the sunrise. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm just going to stay in the car because, like, my heart keeps skipping palpitations. I feel tired. I feel dizzy. And then they start walking off. And then I think my mom had the keys to the car. So I was like, Mom, I need the keys to the car. (laughs) Like, I want to lock it so I can go to sleep. Yeah. And then they were already... They were pretty far, like, maybe 50 yards away. Mm-hmm. I'm in sandals, so I'm like, okay, I better start running. But I couldn't even run, so I just tried to speed walk. Yeah. And then they just took off. I'm like, man, okay, so let, let me try to catch up to them. So I go, like, maybe 50 yards. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, uh, I can't catch them. Let, let me try again. I go another 100 yards. Then I go 500 yards. And at that point, I'm, like, huffing and puffing. My cardio was terrible, <laughs> right? I'm so out of shape. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know if I should be doing this. I'm in sandals. Yeah. I'm out of Not shape. the best running uh, running no, shoe. At all. Like, if there's somebody who shouldn't be hiking on this, this whole mountain, it's me. It's you, yeah. But I was like, oh, whatever. Let me, let me just keep going. So I go a little further and a little further and a little further. And before you know it, I'm at the top right yeah, there with yeah. them. And I went even higher than my mom. My yeah. brother and I ran to the top. And then I was I was sitting there. It was like. It was like seven thirty in the morning and then the sun was over like you could see the whole ocean mm-hmm. as far as i can see and i was just sitting there like how the hell did i get here yeah like this is insane because if you told me this a year ago there is no way that that i would even imagine being up here mm-hmm. but i just hiked up the whole mountain and uh, in sandals <laughs> in sandals yeah i think i had a small breakfast but yeah no no sandals out of shape I made up this mountain and this is actually exactly what I envisioned all those months when I was sick while
0: you are in bed and stuff like that
1: so it was it was unbelievable and then every day for like six days we went on hikes like that and I was able to keep up nice and that was like a big turning point it's Mm -hmm. like wow okay so anything really is possible yeah like like who knows where we could be six months from now yeah no that's true if if a year ago I was in a, a hospital bed literally was literally, uh, what was I doing? They, they had me hooked up to so much stuff. I was taking like, like 12 pills a day, mm-hmm. different medications to try to keep me freaking alive. And yeah. Like, and a year later, I'm on top of a mountain in Hawaii, not taking any of the medication anymore. No IVs, no bedroom, And I'm like vibrant and enjoying what I do. It's like, mm-hmm. what can happen in two years or yeah. three years or five years? Nah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's, that's really like the whole, I think, approach that a lot of people don't necessarily have on life um, where you know like such as yourself where a bad event happens or, or a long period of time where you're kind of um, not experiencing life to the fullest or you're going through certain things and you kind of let that shape your future but in your case you kind of use that as a stepping stone and you mentioned like a t- ability to get out of your shell or to, you know to shed some skin and kind of start afresh um where as some people might just be like you know what like it doesn't even matter at this point i'm just going to give up and then i don't want to try i don't want to use the walker i don't want to use the wheelchair so it's all mindset it's all mind games as well and it's super important to to know that yeah you can go through some tough times and you can go through a lot of trials and errors but it's kind of what you learn from that or kind of how you approach it and how you come out of that event is really how it shapes you to become a better person how it shapes you who you are so I think it's really inspiring to hear like to be honest um, I'm just amazed as well in terms of not just like your personal development but also like your professional development uh, been following you again for almost like about six months now and half a year mm-hmm. and just being able to see like the ways that you're kind of creating the content and helping people also as well And yeah. you have also started up your own podcast and and sharing that so it's and it's kind of the whole reason why I started a podcast as well is to like sit with like-minded individuals like yourselves and the people that I've spoken with in the past and just being able to share their stories and the audience is like listening and whether they're you know studying or they're you know working at a gym or they're a waiter or waitress or whatever the case may be they'll have to know that honestly anything is possible as long as you you know put in the time you're willing to you know probably do some sacrifices and also just simply put in the work and i think that's what a lot of people fail to realize that the work and you putting in that time uh, that effort is one of the hardest things because yeah. there'll be times I mean. where you just want to be like, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this. Um, but it's that pushing moment or that like stepping stone to the yeah. next level. So
1: absolutely. And uh, I, I like to add to that. Basically, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So sometimes life has a funny way of redirecting you into where, like where you're like destined to go or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I was, Technically, I was playing all the right cards with the personal training stuff. I was, I made it to the top trainer. I was able to get the car, get the girlfriend. I thought I was doing everything right. Yeah. But because there were people doing way worse stuff than me, I was taking pre workout energy drinks. Mm -hmm. These other people were smoking weed every day (laughs) and like, do cocaine or whatever. Yeah. Right. And nothing happened to them. But me, I was doing all this stuff that I, I was trying to better my life, and then that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it completely sidetracked me and took me by surprise because I was sitting around like, what, what did I do to deserve this? I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't I didn't steal anything. I didn't rip anybody off. Like, I was helping people. Yeah. And this happened to me. Like, karma, why is this happening to me? Yeah. But if none of that had happened, and if I hadn't been forced off of that path, then I probably would still be working in that gym right now. Yeah, I wouldn't have traveled to San Jose. I was able to travel like 9 times in the past year. Yeah. And that wouldn't have happened if if I didn't go into that dip. Yeah. So, I always told I have this saying in my head. It's life is like a bouncy ball. A Although, bouncy ball, okay. The harder you hit rock bottom, the higher you bounce. Yeah. So, I mean, it's even like at the in the most hopeless situations, it's not it ain't over till it's over. Yeah. As long as you're you're willing to tough it out and until you make it to the other side, it's going to be worth it, but you can't give up when it's getting really really hard. Yeah.
0: That's the that's when I feel like your character really shows and who you are and your resilience and stuff like that. So, you know, man, honestly, it's 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 great to hear and this is again why I do these things for just like the raw, authentic stories of people that you might not have a chance to hear or meet. I'm obviously I'm sure you've got people that are interested in terms of your story, so I appreciate you sharing that. I think in terms of wrapping it up, uh, I do have one kind of final question or kind of a little bit of, a, of an ender, a way to end the podcast is, um, one, how would you, or how would you kind of establish yourself especially in this very noisy social media world or digital era um i'm sure for some of the listeners that might be interested in like you know doing videography or some sort of creative art a how would you establish yourself from like the rest of your competitors um and b where do you see yourself potentially like in terms of where you want to go with obviously your company and
1: stuff like that so yeah just those two to wrap it up that's a great question i'd say so the first question how to stand out i think you gotta be in it because you, you truly love it mm-hmm. and enjoy it. Because if you're doing it to try to keep up with everybody else, then that, that's not gonna keep you going when on the days you're unmotivated or, cause sometimes, honestly, I don't feel like making videos. Yeah. But on the days I do like making videos, I just, I stay in my own lane and I found that to be the most important thing. Gotcha. So the first few months of my business, I was so focused on watching everybody else. I was like, oh, like I need to catch up to this, 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 yeah. and now I've kind of like, I've kind of built up my own brand, so I'm not so focused on what other people think. I just put out the best content that I think is, I think would be good to put out, mm-hmm. and whoever likes it likes it, whoever does it, doesn't. But I mean, if if you're doing stuff from a you know a good place of good intentions, and you're trying to bring your, you bring value, to, yeah, people, to the consumer, then i think i think that alone will stand the test of time nice because anybody can make sick videos but how long can they do it for they yeah. can only do it for a long time if they really enjoy it yeah
0: no i agree 100 percent. i think authenticity and just being kind and genuine goes a long way and a lot of people can kind of see that and for a lack of a better word most people can kind of see through the bullshit so if you're not really and as you said doing it for the right reasons or you know just doing it so for the sake of you know getting that cloud or whatever, then yeah, yeah I think I don't think you'll be very. I don't think you'll get uh, you'll get burnt out a lot quicker than maybe someone who's doing it for Absolutely. their passion and there their will, love.
1: Yeah, there will be a lot of friction. Yeah, tons of friction. Um, and the second question what was, the what was, it
0: was kind of where do you see yourself potentially evolving in terms of your business, um, in terms of your growth and stuff like that. I know like sometimes things change. We all know that, but let's say maybe like where would you like to be maybe like in a year or where do you see yourself kind of I think
1: I would like to be one of the premier agencies in Vancouver specifically for video Mm -hmm. and for brands who need video to tell their story because what I really love about my job like my favorite kind of videos to do are the ones with stories behind them Mm -hmm. so uh, for example tomorrow I'm filming at this like fishing packaging company it's a really big company but Just we're doing a whole video on where they get it from and the whole process and like the tradition behind it. Like the Inuit people who are fishing for Mm -hmm. that. So, any kind of storytelling where I can, I can take a you know, capture reality and then like stitch it all together to make this nice piece of art. Um, those are my favorite ones. Like, so if I could work with bigger and bigger brands with cooler and cooler stories, Mm -hmm. um, I think that would be great. And ideally, have other videographers on the team as well and marketing people so that way I can just focus on bringing the visions of the companies to life yeah not so much like all the paperwork and the business, boring business stuff yeah and all that <laughs> stuff.
0: Well little admin work if you say admin so admin yeah. work oh man nice man no that's awesome and obviously in terms of in terms of Vancouver, um, you've been, as I said earlier, you've been doing some great things. So I'm always uh, always rooting for you and stuff like that. And I appreciate, again, you taking the time to, to, to chat with me and share your story. I think a lot of people will find it motivating, inspiring, and, and powerful as well. So uh, I'd like to, again, give a shout out to all of our listeners, um, whether you're on your way to work, on your way to school, or, or on your way home, or just chilling mm-hmm. at home. Appreciate you, again, for, for listening to, to these episodes. Without your support, we honestly wouldn't be here right now and reaching out to people like Miguel and letting them share their story with us. So thank you again. Uh, Miguel, where can they find you? Where can they see your work?
1: They can find me uh, on Instagram at Bautista Media or you can also follow me on LinkedIn. I write articles every week. Mm -hmm. Or Facebook, uh, it's Miguel Bautista Film. And there's also a new podcast that I started, which is probably not live at the time of this recording, but it's called The Creators Club, where we... Connect with all the different creators like photo, video, yeah. graphic design, and then just you know, get their take on things and how they built their business. Nice, man. But, um, yeah, I would love to see you guys on there, and if the, anybody has any questions, I would love to help. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and Miguel's super responsive to DMs. Um, I think actually when I first messaged him, it was for your little thing that you used to edit videos. Um. The, 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 the oh yeah yeah the, yeah the hand I don't know what yeah, it, yeah. I don't even know what it's called like officially but
1: Contour Shuttle Pro V2 yes that <laughs> it, it's
0: essentially like this thing that Miguel uses his Benny uses it for his workflow and it's a lot so just anyways if you see his stories you'll probably yeah. you'll probably see it in his in his workshop so thank you again Miguel uh, make thank sure you. to give him some BV love and stuff like that and um, yeah hopefully you guys have a good rest of your day take care everyone appreciate it